hello, and welcome to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily Barnard, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I'm a medium, an astrologist, an Akashic Records reader, an artist, and an all-around just silly and curious gal. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the things and people I find fascinating, funny, and inspirational. Things that I hope will certainly make you go woo, too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I have sort of a bonus astrology episode for you this week. I wanted to cover sort of a once in a multi-generational event occurring this Tuesday, April the 12th. We are going to have Neptune conjunct Pisces. Okay, I'm sure you've probably seen this in your Instagram or Facebook feeds. What does it all mean? I am here to break it down for you. (laughs) Neptune is our planet of dreams and ideals and what we envision we want for our future. Jupiter is our planet of growth and joy and abundance. I even kind of refer to it sometimes as our Santa Claus planet. It wants to bring us what we want. It wants the best for us, even though sometimes too much of a good thing can lead us to not being happy. You know, that Christmas morning feeling when you've had five too many candy canes and one too many fits with stickers for your Barbie playhouse, it can be a little sickening. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this word conjunct. Conjunct is just a fancy way of saying when two planets are basically on top of each other. They're occupying the same degree, the same space in the sky. doesn't mean they're physically on top of each other, but from our perspective on Earth, they're they're in the same point of our eyesight. It's like when you pass a Volkswagen bug and a bus and you can't see the bug for the bus, but you know, it's on the other side. It's that idea. These two planets are occupying the same space in the sky and that energy amplifies them, right? They, because one is shining onto another, it's this increased energy for us. Okay, so why is this so exciting? Jupiter is closer to Earth, and it moves through each zodiac sign once every 12 years. So Jupiter was here 12 years ago in the sign of Pisces. Neptune, on the other hand, takes 14 years to move through each zodiac sign. So it hasn't been here in quite a while. In fact, Neptune has been residing in Pisces since 2011, but it's leaving in 2026. The two planets haven't been together in this conjunct aspect. So Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces in 164 years. That's the last time they left the sign of Pisces together. And the last time they were conjunct, so this um, energetic strengthening between the two hasn't happened since March of 1856. In fact, Neptune in general was last in Pisces from 1847 to 1862. 
It wasn't even discovered as a planet in our current science books until 1846. So it was a new planet. And all of a sudden, here it was in Pisces with Jupiter right on top of it. It's a lot. That being said, all of this concentrated energy in Pisces. Pisces is all about Oh, fantasy and dreams and a little bit of escapism, but also wanting something better for our present moment. It's about surviving life and seeing the good in things. All of this concentrated sort of planetary stuff that's going on, what happens? Okay, we, we aren't going to be able to see blocks. So if we come up with an idea Neptune and Pisces are like, yes, go for it. And they're just going to want us to expand our ideas and go for bigger is better. They don't have anything keeping them in a lane or in a box. This is also really a time of spiritual attunement for the entire collective. We are looking at our dreams, our cycles, our subconscious. We're wondering about our beliefs and our morals. And collectively, we're realizing that there is more to our lives than meets the eye. And that this rat race we're all in is truly not fulfilling. We're all seeking this need for a deeper person, deeper purpose and meaning in our lives. Does that sound familiar? I feel like that describes every coffee conversation I've had with friends in the last (laughs) two years, right? Okay, so if we're open to all of these new perspectives and energies now, as the creator of things that make you go woo, I love to go back into history and say, okay, the last time this happened, what were we feeling? What happened in the world? And what were we feeling? What were we thinking during this time frame? I love to dig into history on things that make you go woo. You know that. So I've kind of broken it down into what happened in the world, maybe a little bit of focus on the US, arts, sciences, and religion. So our time frame, our window here is 1847 to 1862. We had the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. We had so many conflicts and wars in England. We had the Crimean War, which was actually fought between France, the United Kingdom, the Ottoman Empire, and Russia. We had Japan ending their policy of isolation and deciding for the first time to open up to the Western regions. We also had the first World's Fair in London. In the U.S., we had the Mexican and American War. We also had the Seneca Falls Convention, which was the beginning of the suffragette movement and women's rights. We had the California and Colorado gold rushes. The production of steel was revolutionized by the Bessemer process. We had one of the first commercially successful sewing machines become available. And Macy's department store opened in New York, which revolutionized how women even shopped for clothing. The Bronte sisters 
wrote and published Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights. We had Moby Dick, Walt Whitman, um, Darwin announced his theory of evolution. The can-can was really born when they started playing. I love that the theme song's name is Orpheus in the Underworld, but it's the traditional can-can that we all know and think of when we we think of France. That was part of it. We also had the wedding march, the traditional walk yourself down the aisle. Queen Victoria's daughter was one of the first to use it, and it became so popular afterwards that it's basically tradition now. I covered some of the other fashion um, and artistic insights in episode 21 of Things That Make You Go Woo. It's titled, That's Why You're Beautiful. And there I dive into why the house of worth was so important. We have many fashion houses in Paris now, Chanel and Gucci, so many names, but the House of Worth was the original. And it's a very interesting time frame where we are just re-examining so many things. Um, on a science lens, um, I think this is super interesting. Ignaz Simmelweiss, and I'm sure I've pronounced that probably incorrectly, but this gentleman proposed that hand washing was a likely way to stop the spread of disease. And I would just like to share that it was met with a lot of ridicule. (laughs) We had the invention of the safety pin, the gas mask, the little ice age um, was ending. This was a period of global cooling. Cocaine, the molecule, the chemical was first isolated. We also had the world's first oil refinery. And the discovery of Neanderthal's bones, right? The first time we knew that there was someone older than us. So many things. And add to that then the religious lens where we had um, the Mormon migration. We had the upswing of spiritualism, which is really tied closely to the suffragette movement and also the idea of... Um, communication with loved ones on the other side. Nikolai Tesla was born, Charles Eastman of Eastman Kodak, Rudolf Diesel, diesel engines. I mean, to me, there is probably hasn't been such an exciting period in history and in centuries. This was just the birth of so many things that we consider normal in our lives now. And so if you were to look at that and think, okay, we're in this transit right now, and we have been since 2011, and we've got a little time left, who's being born right now? What's happening in science and in technology? And we have wars that are changing the country, but we have artists that are so incredibly inspired right now that We're going to have books published. We're going to have music written. We're going to have things that are going to change our everyday lives. And so that, I think, is why I personally am so excited about the energy in the sky right now. And how can you utilize this? Okay, well, we've got the exact conjunction happening in the sky, April 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. And 
this is an opportunity for you to meditate, to ask for guidance, to brainstorm, journal, spend time in nature, come up with new ideas. Think of things in ways that nobody's thought of them before. And if you think immediately of a block, think of a way around the block. Because in order for something to be invented, we have to look at things in a new way. The first time someone decided to measure the speed of light, I'm sure someone else told them it couldn't be done. We have to press forward and press through because we know that we want something better than what we currently have. And so while some astrologists and some science believers or history followers may think that this is a time period of scary change, I prefer to look through the, look at this time period as the birth of a new a new way to see everything we have in the world. And if you are launching a business, if you are trying to manifest something incredible in your life, what an incredible window and opportunity. On top of this Neptune-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces, we also have the beginning of our eclipse season starting. And so we're going to have an incredible moon on April 30th. It's the solar eclipse and new moon in Taurus. And I'll be giving more details about that in my downloadable monthly report. You can subscribe to my newsletter and get it for free every single month. But yeah, it's. I wanted to pop on and just give you this fun little quick episode today to get you excited for the week ahead. April is a beautiful month, probably our most um, advantageous month of the year in a lot of astrology ways, astrological ways. So make sure you take the time this week, this month to appreciate it, to relish and notice the energy as it's coming in, as you're thinking of bigger ideas dip into your subconscious, allow your mind to wander and get excited because I think there are amazing things on our horizon. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.